2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
3: and fees may vary.
4: I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Pitt basketball has now lost two in a row and 0-3 to begin ACC play. An 81-73 loss on Saturday to Syracuse, followed up by a 70-57 loss to North Carolina at home. Pitt is at Louisville Saturday at noon. Steelers Saturday in Baltimore at 4.30. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com.
3: Welcome back to Cook and Joe. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service. Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years. In the fan text line. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Ron, let's bring on our friend and yours, Mr. Jay Caulfield. He's on the Nemecolon fan hotline. Nemecolon around every corner creates real-life magic for guests. Jay, that was sort of a strange game last night. I think I might pin it on the goaltending more than anything else, but generally speaking... The Penguins have been playing pretty well. Are you convinced they've righted the ship here?
1: Yeah, I think they've been playing good hockey, Joe. Yeah, and it's it's one that got away from them early in the game, and they could never recover. It's that's you know it's happened sometimes, right? So, but yeah, the goal you know I think Mike Sullivan. It was probably a mix on both, Joe. I mean, the team wasn't playing well early, and they didn't get the saves early, and then you got to make a move, and that's just to shake up the the bench and all that kind of stuff, and then they responded. I think almost after that, I, I, I believe the shots were 30-something to maybe 10 or 11 for Washington in the, in the final 40 minutes. So, but, but it was too much to overcome, and the Penguins just didn't cash in, and they gave away two points. And that's a tough one to take, but they've had great goal setting up throughout for a really good stretch, and
2: that one just got away from them last night early. Jay, I mean, I, I, this is what the problem I've had with Jari, though, all along. He can be so fabulous. And then those two goals last night were from the parking lot, right? I mean, it's just hard to understand sometimes. Yeah, he just wasn't on top. Hey, the first shot by Wilson though was a, it was a
1: rocket. I mean, it was a really good shot, but I mean, yeah, he, he wasn't. Maybe, maybe he was off his mark. I mean, I'm sure they're looking at that today and seeing what was that. It was. And the stick of, of Graves, maybe, maybe he was thinking it was gonna. I have no idea on that one. I think the third one, the second one was a bad break. The third one. Uh, you know, he had two bodies in front of him. It looked like he didn't really fight through to find it. You know what I mean? wasn't battling the way I think Mike Sullivan would maybe want him to or Andy Kyoto. I mean, I'm again, that's between goaltender coaching and, and, and player and see what they're talking about today. But certainly not not the start and not what we've seen from the goaltenders, Ron, for quite a stretch. I mean, between the two of them, they're, they're number two in the league in save percentage and probably not far off on goals against. And as I said, that one got away from them early, and Washington gave them life. They they couldn't generate much after that, and uh, it was just again too much. But I I do believe it was a blend. And Mike Sullivan or any head coach is going to say, look, I need to, I'm going to make a move here, and it's to shake up because I can't sit the rest of it. I can't sit number of players, but I can switch my goaltender, and it's usually done for a spark. and And I, I do think it was a mix of both. I don't think he was happy with Jar and he wasn't happy with the way the team was playing. And that can't happen. That has happened a number of times throughout this season. To your point, Ron, that there's been a couple games like that, and it was earlier in the year. And Jari regrouped and has been outstanding since then until last night's hiccup. And the game in Toronto was just, Look, that was a game. That is what it is. That was blow. That was a. That was a blowout in all categories. But outside of that, this was the first hiccup again that we've seen, and, and it has been on the Jari side of it.
3: So as we look at the standings, Jay, I mean. To me, the most surprising development so far are that the Flyers and Capitals are in playoff position. and I realize it's a point or two either way, yep. and that the Lightning and Devils are out of playoff position. But I see the Penguins as going down to the wire. Do you? And do you think eventually they're going to get in?
1: I think the yeah, I think they're going to get in. But here they got to they have to play. They can't have a night like the, the the thing now is you can't have a night like you had last night, especially against a divisional opponent. That's the kind of game that can happen, and and you know they know that. So, but I think that I think Jersey's going to re- I think Jersey's going to make a move for a goaltender somehow. They're in the position they are because uh, they had a couple injuries and and this and that. But their goaltending has been not anywhere near caliber of the NHL, and it puts you behind the eight ball as we saw last night. And then Tampa, they're going to respond. I think they, have like the Penguins, have played so much big time hockey and. And maybe in the season, you get, you know, just a little lull here and there. And uh, I saw somebody game the other night when they were playing Montreal and they were flat and then they turned it on. And a team like that, they can turn it on. They're going to find them, themselves back in with Vasilevsky being their goaltender. So I think that's, I do think it's going to be difficult. Is Philly is really going to hold on? Is Washington going to hold on? And, and that's going to be the key points. And even with that, that loser points into play so much as you go down the stretch. Uh, they got to climb. They have to play hockey. and they have. And I, I've always talked about it and looked at it in 10-game segments, and they've got to be – they can't have six and 4 10-game segments. They have to be seven and three, eight and two 10-game segments all the way down the stretch And uh, because you know other teams are going to be playing and you're battling teams that are uh, just right there. So it's a number of teams to climb. But I do think they can do it. Uh, and I'm betting on their goal being staying – as it has been throughout this first thirty-some games,
2: Jay, we had another rendition of Crosby-Ovechkin last night. Sid just continues to amaze. Yep. I see Ovechkin did get a goal last night. He has really struggled to score. What did you see from their games last night?
1: Yeah, the Crosby line was uh, dynamic or great, whatever whatever word you want to use for it. They were really good. So each each across the board, two points each guy and. I think that was great. I think Mike Sullivan leaving Raquel with Crosby and and Gensel is helping him find his game, and he's found his scoring touch. That's that's very big for the Penguins. Russ is gonna with Russ coming back in the lineup. Now you've solidified your top six and made the bottom. It made the third line. I think with O'Connor and Pustinen and Eller, that can be a really really good good third line as you move forward. And the fourth line's been. Stable and, and and playing well. They turned. I thought their shift. they had a couple shifts that turned the game, the tide last night. So, but as far as Ovechkin, I think Ovechkin's in a You know, every, you want to talk about a player that, you know, he's he still has eight goals. Had one second away from him the other night. He should have had nine, and it's he's doing it without. Look, he's missing Backstrom. He's missing Oshi. So if you look at the power play, guys, um, you had Oshi in the pocket. You had Backstrom on the half wall. You had Carlson at point. And then you have Ovechkin on his, in, his, in his place that he's always off on, that half, on the half wall. You take two of those guys away, that it, the dynamic has changed. They're not getting the same looks. They're not treating the other ones as a threat. So they're just trying to take away Ovechkin. And still, if he gets, him, gets himself on a roll, he'll get back right in. But they don't have the same horses as they did before. And until Oshie gets himself back in the lineup, that's a key, key player. That's like taking away our key players on the Penguins and, and expecting somebody to produce – the way they did before—it's just not the same for them, and they got to find a way. But they're winning games.
3: Stanley Cup champion Jay Caulfield on the line. Fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and heating and air conditioning provider for over fifty years. All right, Jay, I'm going to read from you, from uh, to you, from Josh Yoey's piece. This was, uh, I think, after the Blues game, so it's about four days ago. He yeah. said. Uh, I had one issue with this game for the Penguins. His name is Eric Carlson. Yikes. Carlson hasn't been very good the past few weeks, but especially bad in this game. I know he takes chances, Yoey writes, but this performance was atrocious. His turnovers were responsible for multiple odd man rushes. Also didn't think he was good on the power play. Overall, has the uh, Carlson experience been what you expected? Better or worse?
1: Yes, yeah, not what I expected. I don't think it's where it needs to be. I mean, the power play's gone. You know, hasn't been good. Look, he's, he is dynamic. When he's up in the play, the, what he can do, uh, not many other players can. But on the defensive side of it, they just haven't found, just hasn't found his game right. I mean, whether it be with you know, he's with, uh, he's with Graves now. They moved Graves off of that. They had – before he had Pedersen, who I think has been playing just really good hockey. And, uh, but I don't think – yeah, I think some of the things that we are seeing, maybe it's a press mode. You're trying to force something. He's with, with players that are, you know, world-class and, and uh, maybe forcing things, not getting puck to the, pucks to the net. Even missing guys like trying to set up a one-timer and not a good pass over – but some of the chances he's taken, and what Josh always said was right. That game, there were a couple breaks that I, I don't know. He gets himself caught, and, and they've had the. And if it wasn't for the goaltending, if St. Louis buries that, the, the outcome is different. So no, hasn't been the season, the start to the season that he would want. He's still a plus player, twenty some points, and it's amazing how that's looked at. But but as far as defensively. It's not as good as what it's. It's not where it needs to be for a player of that caliber and what they have, uh, what they expected of them.
2: We lose Jay there. Jay, are you there? We lost you all of a sudden.
3: Jay, Austin, yep, got you guys. Now nah, nah, we, go. nah,
2: we got nah. you. Now nah, we got you back, Jay. We lost you all there right, for bro. a second. Uh, you know, the other guy I've been a little disappointed was the big signing of Graves in the off season. Um, yeah. you, you know, i heard yeah. he came here. He looks like Adonis, man. He's put together, but he doesn't seem to play. He, he plays a smaller game, at least for me. How about you? Yeah, this not it's not
1: hasn't been going well for him either. So I think that almost couple. You know, if you blend it. By the way, the Penguins D as a whole, if you look at every night. They're all plus players. I mean, outside the bottom, I think Ludwig's a minus, but he brings a different element, and, and you're not on for the goals for as much. But bottom line, they're plus players. But certainly uh, Ryan Graves hasn't found his game here yet, right? And they're trying to figure out you went from the first pairing to the second. They moved him down to the third pairing, and rightfully so. It's not – you can't – it's not – there's there's mistakes happening. It's not. He's not strong enough – in front, I think I don't know what they expected. If you watch him over the years and watch him in Jersey, he had great stats as far as plus-minus. He's big. He's got a stick, but he doesn't play that. I mean, I don't think I don't know what when he was brought in, what that was, what he was going to bring or what they expected. But he's not as physical anywhere near what they were hoping to have it be. And I've never really seen that in this game. He's just a, a guy guy has great stats, good good plus-minus. Maybe the system between Jersey and Penguins is completely different and he hasn't adjusted yet but they're, they're trying to find it they're, they're trying to help him find it and hopefully when he finds it he gets right back to what he was doing before but and i am telling you it's, as a player if you're in between or you're thinking or you know not feeling it it's a tough spot to be in it's a tough thing so uh, they're going to work with him he'll keep working hard at it and get it back but he he needs to find a different level for his game as far as how the Penguins play it and I think a big thing, you can, we always talk about simplifying. When things aren't going well, get the puck to the forwards, be strong, know when to pinch, when to cover up, all those, when to go down the wall when you have a, when you have a high forward, all those things. Just go back to the, the basic part of it and how, and then how the Penguins want to play, you just kind of keep picking it up. They're aggressive. The Penguins D are aggressive. They like to go down the wall, but they have to do it at the appropriate times. They like to kind of squeeze rushes when they're coming on them and take it, and they both work in tandem. And when the Penguins are good, when they do that, they're good at it. Right now, Ryan Graves is not feeling the Penguins' system, and they're trying anything and everything to make it work. And moving them down to the third pair, I think, was an appropriate move last night, especially after the start of the game.
2: All right, Jay, before we let you go, i got to ask you, you were in the news last week. Mario's comeback uh, was the 23rd anniversary. I believe it was December 30th. Uh, and you were the guy who trained him to come back. As you look back on that, Jay, what do you remember most about that experience? Um, just just uh,
1: working with the best player that we, that we feel, the best player in the game, and what he was able to accomplish, Ron, and a guy that wanted to just realize, you know, hey, I know I can help this team win and get back to a level that that he would expect and I think after watching it for three plus years that he that he knew it and I think he just being, being part of a guy that drove himself to get back to the elite level and I've always said he wasn't coming back to be just good he was coming back the only way those guys could think is to be great and um, watch him do it was uh, great for as long as he did after retiring and coming back so and again that was for his not only the team the city but what it meant to his family his son his daughters Wife Natalie, I think all of them, they're all part of that whole thing. And it was, it's, it's great to see. And, and what he accomplished coming back and doing what he did. I, I had no doubt. It was just a, always a worry, Ryan, about the injuries that he went through and how you had to make sure that he was ready to go with and not, not having any setback. And he didn't. And he, and he went off from there. And I, I don't know how many points he had in the 40 some games left, but 70 some points. And it's, he's, he's one of a kind. He's such a unique, unique athlete and personality unassuming superstar that uh, that has come through and there's and there's so many great players that have come through pittsburgh
2: yeah he, he did have 70 some points i think they went to the eastern yeah. conference finals and lost to new jersey uh that year but he told yeah. you right yeah. up front to, to basically beat the heck out of them right to get them ready to go no holds well, barred he just no he, yeah he just look i no, he just said hey it was a real simple phone call
1: and i mean simple like hey what are you doing in the next couple months uh, can you can you can you skate me and work me out? And I said sure. And I didn't. And somebody's always asked me, well, did you ask him? I didn't ask him anything. I just said, well, timeline. I just asked him a timeline, and he gets mentioned late December, and that's all I did. I didn't. I didn't have to ask him, well, you know, what are you doing? What are you coming back for? I, we know each other well enough. We were teammates for five years, and he knows what I had to do to just stay in the game, and what I did, and and uh, and we went about it from there. And I think, and Ron, it was very. In my opinion, and my part of it, the toughest part of it, not from his standpoint, but from my mind, was to make sure that he didn't have a, you know, from the hip, the back, you know, anything, any kind of setback physically, because I think that would have ruined, that would have ended that, him trying to do that. And it worked out, it worked out very, very well, obviously. And, but nothing, just real simple conversations, like, because he's, he's kind of quiet about it. He just asked me a simple question and I answered it. Then we came up with a plan. Nothing more than that.
2: Wow, amazing story, Joe. That's one of your highlights, isn't it? Being yeah. there that night
3: and one of my lowlights. It's the greatest regret of my professional <laughs> career because of this. Jay Kevin Allen was the first person who broke that story. I had done a story. Yeah. I had done a story the previous year on Steve Rich and Dee Rizzo, a very complimentary story because they were they were doing amazing things. I never check. Right. I never checked my voicemail in the office back at the Trib. Never even picked up the phone. Never checked my voicemail. After the fact, there was a voicemail from D. Rizzo where he said, "I have some very interesting news to tell you." Uh, he was, I think, he was going to tell me that Mario was going to make a comeback, and I think I could have broken that story, unless, of course, you had called Ron or I. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: it was, we, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't, I didn't talk. The only person who knew was my, my wife, Alicia. That was it. I mean, I didn't, I, I think we were trying to keep it as quiet as can be. And you could kind of get away with that a little bit then without the social media and yeah. cell phones and things like that. But that was, that was something that was, we were remaining and we, quiet Dale Rossetti. I always said Dale Rossetti, who gave us set us up and helped us with the ice and everything It it's now RMU, uh, was outstanding and you can only we skated really early too we skated in the morning like six o'clock in the morning right so it was it was a way to keep it quiet and mario didn't want anybody to know just for the reasons that hey if this doesn't work out i don't want to even get i don't want anybody i don't even want to talk about it so we stayed quiet about it and um so uh, that you had a phone call like that that's you're one of the few because i didn't talk to anybody about it guys
3: Man, I wish I had answered that phone, Ron. Jay, I think that that <laughs> that, that season it's yeah. we, it's weird because the actual comeback, like the night of the comeback and the fact that he was act, it was like watching a ghost from from the past. There he was, 66, yeah. overshadowed. Yeah. The fact that that might have been the greatest individual season under those circumstances in the history of the league. Yeah. He had 76 points yeah. in 43 games. That was 1.77 a game, which was up there with some of his best years. And he should have won MVP, yeah, even though it, only he only played 43 games.
1: Well, I looked, I'm, I'm, I mean it, Joe. Seriously, like, uh, we, even when we skated, when it was a couple weeks in, I think even if you had asked me, when we were a couple of weeks in, and, you know, I think there was just a little, mo- there was a moment of him doubting it, like wondering, you know could he get through cuz you can feel good and you can feel all right and then all of a sudden something doesn't not good but then he got over that and and even as our skates were good he just he looked he got better and better every day and just i mean as far as skating i mean what are you going to tell he's the greatest his hands is you know he just his his mind sees the game completely different than everybody else and he and he carried it out physically so yeah i think i think what what he had done Uh, We're talking about Joe Flacco coming off the couch in football, and that's within one year. I mean, Maro three and a half years out of the game, who needed a mental break and physically was, you know, broken down. Like physically went through so much as we all know. Uh, I think that's um, that is unbelievable. I think it's one of the best stories as far as what an athlete. And again, I'm not not surprised at it, but there were a lot of things that went with it that, you know, one thing here or there could have derailed that and. and he didn't it didn't happen he was able to go off and do what he did Well, listen really to,
3: listen to this Ron and Jay not to get too far into the weeds but that year he averaged mm-hmm. 0.81 goals per game 0.81 goals per game you go back through Mario's career that's better than his rookie year his second year 89-90 90-91 91-92 it's it's unbelievable yep. 93-94 96, 97 when he played 76 games, he was just a monster. Ron, three and a half years out of the league, I think that might be the greatest NHL season that's ever been. And went
2: to the conference final. Yes! Unreal, Jay. You, know, and you had such a part in it, man.
1: Well, I was going to say, Ron, there was a clip I showed of something the other night just doing a telestration thing and showed Evgeny Malkin breaking through and and fighting to get open and, and Bo Horvat's kind of Grabbing him from behind and hooking and the fact that the matter is I and I had mentioned this I go well it was, it was, reminded me of like it was kind of Mario-esque, if you will, only for the standpoint of from the standpoint of a guy grabbing and, and doing anything to stop him from getting to the net and Mario had there was a clip of him playing in Quebec when he scored a goal and there from the neutral zone all the way to the net. There, there, was like five penalties that they could have called on, him and they never got the calls. It was, uh, I don't, the ref never even raised his hand, but he still scored the goal. But the never, the ref never raised his arm. As if for a penalty. to me, what he had to deal with because he's big. If you don't do that to him, he's going to embarrass you. So they had no other choice, and they still couldn't stop him. It just physically took a toll. And um, yeah, unbelievable stuff what he did, and um, amazing that he's that's been here and made it. made everything happen here in Pittsburgh. Is an outstanding uh, sports story just in general, and businessman.
3: Love rem- I love reminiscing. The only way to do this better would be on the golf course. All four of us could reminisce. <laughs> no, I, I, as, no, an no, aside, as an I aside. To to
1: I, I do have one thing to say, though. If Mario heard your story about, I think the only way to get into your kitchen is a time change question. <laughs> yes.
0: Listen so, to this, Jay. If
1: somebody throws out. Yeah.
3: No, yes. go ahead. Go ahead, please.
1: I was going to say, if if Mara doesn't like how it's going, all he needs to say is, hey, Joe, what time is it? If it's 10 o'clock Eastern time, what is it on the (laughs) West Coast? I think we might have you.
3: Is today a golf day? For me, it is. 40 degrees, 38, 39 is the cutoff for me. I think I'm going to go to Moon uh, at 2.30 today and play 18 holes by myself in an hour and a half. That
1: is very good. That's very dedicated. Good for you. It's a little breeze. I see the flags are moving, so... Have a good time, Joe. Enjoy it. Thank you, In, Jay. Impressive work ethic. <laughs> okay, Thank
2: guys. you. See you, we'll Jay. See you. Wonderful stuff, man. Ron, Joe, oh, yeah. you were you. You've called that one of your career highlights. Real high, wasn't it? That night. Yes. Him coming
3: back. The most amazing sports story I ever covered, and there's no close second. Ah, uh, it would have been incredible. like I mean, It would have been like Ben coming back when next year, or even the year after, right? Because three and a half years, and not only come back.
2: Seventy-six points and you lead your team to the conference final. In
3: forty-three games. He should have been the MVP. That was just Chris Pronger. Get out of here. Do you remember when he came skating out for the first time? Yes, I do. John they, they, the late John Barbaro. In warm ups right. first, it was you watched him and then and then he announced him, yeah.
2: The, his banner was up in the rafters. They took it down, right? The, yes. They unretired his retired number.
3: And then what how many seconds I, before he got a point? Uh, he had, I think he had
2: a goal and two assists that night. It was a 5 nothing win against Toronto, I want to say.
3: What's the anniversary of that, Ron? Uh, 23
2: was? years. I think it was December 30th. Um, I think because I talked about it on the air last week. Um, I'm not quite sure of the date. I, mm-hmm. I just remember mm-hmm. talking about it on the day that it was. Unreal,
3: huh? Most unbelievable event that I ever covered in many years of covering events. Would you, would you
2: rank that over the Pirates game?
3: The Pirates game was the most electric event I ever covered.
2: It was pretty electric at the arena that. It night.
3: was, but there was nothing like the okay. Pirate game. Okay. I'm with you. There was nothing but the but the most amazing event I covered in terms of the circumstances. Nothing uh, Come Mario on. Comeback. Come on. Austin, how old were you? You were minus what at that time? I was minus 4 months old. Weren't you cute at minus four months old, wasn't he, Ron? <laughs> yeah, Imagine short... how small he was. A <laughs> little blip on the radar. Just a little blip on the radar. Coming up. <laughs> I'm still trying to get the guy from Tennessee, Ron. I think I confused him with my email, Ron. Needless to say. How about say, Jay right? listening, listening and throwing it back in your face? First, I said to this poor guy, I don't know what I said to him, Ron. In the end, I said, would noon Eastern, which is 11 a.m. Central, work? Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. He said, sure, call me then. I'm going to pass this along to you, Dom, Jim. Austin. Chris, Austin. Yes. I'm going to pass this along to you, his number, and we're going to call this guy. Because if you're a Steeler fan, you want to know everything that's happening with the Titans. Who's their quarterback going to be? I happen to believe that Derrick Henry, the way he's talking, the way he's sounding this week, wants to send his fans in Tennessee off with a great game and we he's got, healthy. We gotta hear he's the healthy. we gotta
2: hear the Vrabel clip from yesterday too.
3: Vrabel sounds motivated. Listen, that was a pretty good little team they had in Tennessee for a while there. They had an era. They didn't get it done, but they had a a unique way of playing the game this day and age. Derrick Henry was a superstar. They made it, I think, to an AFC title game one year against the Chiefs. And now that's all probably coming to an end for a bunch of people. Vrabel could be gone after this one, too. Him, Yeah, he's included in what I'm saying. And if I think I know the character of some of those people, including Vrabel, they're going to want their final game in Tennessee to be a good one. No doubt. I think so. I really do. Let's talk more about that. We're going to get the inside scoop on the Titans coming up. The big boy at 1230. And the big boy at 1230. It's Cook and Joe. Vacations begin here at the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase presented by AAA Travel, January 19th through the 21st at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Is there still an L in there? I think there is. It's not on the read. And something's telling me that changed at one point. But who am I? There's exclusive discounts and convenient one-stop shopping. Tickets at pittsburghtravelshowcase.com where your adventure is waiting for you. Gina, GM. Austin.
4: My bad. Jacksonville quarterback (laughs) Trevor Lawrence, who will be playing against Tennessee, is considered day-to-day. He's going to practice on a limited basis today after missing last week, the first NFL game that he has ever missed. Headlines powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. And now, here's Joe.
3: Why, thank you, Austin. When it's time to sell your home, you want to get it done fast, right? You don't want to have to wait months to get an offer. Kelly from South Hills says that Gina G. and Petro made the whole process incredibly smooth. Her home was listed right away, and it didn't take long at all for Gina to find a buyer. She was honest with Kelly up front, told her what a fair listing price would be, And she knew because Gina is so familiar with the Pittsburgh market. Kelly's got another home to sell. Says she's going to be back with Gina again because she was so helpful the first time. I would say that Kelly is very smart. And you would be too to call Gina. You can't lose. She sits down with you. You agree on a price and a deadline. Deadline passes. Home isn't sold. Gina will have it bought and turned into a rental call the only agent i would trust if i needed to sell my home in pittsburgh, Gina GM Petro of Remax Select Realty. Give her a call 724-602-9752. Google GM Petro of Remax Select Realty and look up ginawillsellyourhome.com. That's ginawillsellyourhome.com. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
2: Deep left field,
0: it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game!
3: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon
0: when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: It's become an annual rite of the holidays. Will the Steelers get in or won't they? Seemingly every year. Virtually every year, with a few exceptions. It comes down to the final weekend. This is the new standard. And they need help to get in. Uh, how many times has it happened? Uh, seven, eight, nine times? Lately, it happens every year except the uh, pandemic year where they started off great. And then and then crumbled down the stretch. But at least they had things clinched. They were in. So everybody from Ryan, suck-up. To who was it a couple of years ago, Ron? Who quarterbacked the Colts in that game when nobody thought, or the Jags? It was Trevor Lawrence who beat the Colts when nobody thought he right. could. He got the That's Steelers when, in.
2: Uh, Chelsea Messenger got mad at me. Right? She goes, "The Jaguars have no chance of winning that game. Right? None." And I brought that up to her, and she didn't like hearing that.
3: Other years, there was the uh, the near tie a couple of years ago, and the only thing the Steelers. Didn't need to happen was the Raiders and Chargers tying? That they, would have kept them out. And they came as close as humanly possible to tying a About football like two game, two or three seconds. That was an all timer if that had happened. We were
4: shaking watching that one. Would the Steelers get in or not? Remember- that was
3: like saying the only th- the Steelers will be in the playoffs unless the opposing quarterback throws for ten touchdowns. And and it almost happened. It almost did. That was incredible.
2: I remember Ben saying he, he, he was a wreck. Tomlin said, I think he got up and uh, it was in bed and he got up to see the end of the game.
3: Phenomenal and uh, sad in a way, really. I mean, it's the, the big picture here is that we're looking at a franchise that's barely scraping by year to it's year, mediocre, desperate to get in, always needing help. The short term is, "Eh, this is kind of fun. You know, it it makes for a fun last weekend anyway. And they also, by the way, have a very uncertain future at the most important position on the field. No doubt. But this weekend, as the NFL designed it, I don't know, 10 or 15 cities are going to be on the edges of their seats watching these games to see positioning, who gets in, who gets out. And this will absolutely be one of them. In fact, Steelers-Ravens will kick off the whole weekend.
2: Joe, why don't you give the possibilities here? What has to happen?
3: Well, for one thing, Steelers win, Bills lose, Steelers in. Steelers win, Jags lose or tie, Steelers in. Right. And then there's the unbelievable scenario that that it's this plausible, that even if the Steelers lose, as long as the Colts and Jaguars don't tie, Right. or the Colts and Texans don't tie. Right. The Jags lose, and the Raiders lose, correct?
2: Yes, Denver has to win.
3: Then the Steelers are still in. I think they're going to get in. You think they're going to get in. Uh, no, I don't. Yes, I, you do. No, we I both don't. said it yesterday. You picked the Steelers and the Dolphins. I
2: don't. I don't. Well, yeah, I, from that standpoint, I think Jacksonville's going to win that game against Tennessee. Why don't we hear from v- Vrabel? That was pretty interesting yesterday.
3: Well, let me set this up here. Um I think that Tennessee is going to win this game. I think Jacksonville's broken. I think Trevor Lawrence is broken at the moment. I think he's one of the most disappointing players in the whole league. And I think there's people, for all the Titans have struggled, and they've been awful for the most part this season. I think there's some very prideful people involved in that organization. It's been a pretty darn good organization for a while now. It has. And like most NFL teams... They're a kick or two from being one of the teams involved this weekend. They've lost twice in overtime in the last month and a half to the Colts and the Texans. Two overtime losses. They went into Miami. What did
2: Cower always say? There's a fine line in this business.
3: And it's really true. You know, they went into Miami two weeks before Christmas and beat the Dolphins twenty eight twenty seven. They're coming off a stinker in Houston, but they're playing at home. They've been mostly good and always competitive at home. And it's the end of an era for the Titans. And I think that Mike Vrabel is going to have his team keyed up. I think that Derrick Henry is really going to want to go out on a big note. And they've had some good seasons there, Ron, under Vrabel. He came in. They went 9-7. and seven. Next year, they went to the AFC Championship. Next year, 11-5. and five. Next year, 12-5. and five. And now these past two, they've hit on hard times. The insanity of them, to me, is them sticking with Tannehill when it was clear he wasn't the guy. Levi's uh, and
2: Butthead has to be their future, right?
3: Yeah. And I don't know who's playing this weekend either. But let's, like you said, listen to Vrabel here. Uh, he might be on his way out. He apparently reportedly is in the last year of his contract. They reportedly want him back. But he may be off somewhere else. He might not want them. How about they've made some very curious moves, not the least of which was A.J. Brown. How about New England? New England's a distinct possibility.
2: What's the guy, the defensive coordinator's name there that they've been speculating he's the guy, but.
3: Gerard Mayo, I think it is. Yeah.
2: Vrabel obviously had a lot of success in New England, could be the guy.
3: For sure. And you better believe that Vrabel's going into this game to win. This is the Titans' playoff game. Take a listen to this guy talking to a columnist from, uh, I think, from the Tennessean here. This is Vrabel's news conference, part of it yesterday. Because um, it sucks to
2: lose, Gentry. Uh, Trey, ever need to show you anything. Uh, did, did you have, have another
3: thought or no? I'm just curious.
1: Well, it, uh, it, it to... sucks. It is not... Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust
3: their tail. That's it. Listen to him and the columnist name. I believe is obviously Gentry is the first name. I want to hear that again, Ron. This sounds like a guy who Losing might have, sucks. who might have his team keyed up for this ball game. Let's hear it again.
1: Because um, it sucks to lose, Gentry. Trey, do we need to show you anything? Did you have another thought or no? I'm just curious.
2: Why well, it, uh, it well, sucks. Losing, awful.
1: That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it.
3: That's good. Man, do I like that. Uh, did you have another thought? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Poor Gentry. <laughs> Poor Gentry. Poor Gentry. I don't know. He was did just there ask asking what? the questions, ask what, what do
2: you have to play for this week or something? I don't know.
3: I don't know exactly what it was. I'm trying to, to, to uh, get myself updated on the Titans here. I read some great quotes from Derrick Henry. I think he's aware this is his last game, and he loves those fans. I think the Titans not only win this game, I think they win this game by two or three touchdowns, Ron. Wow. Yep, and remember, wow. remember, I'm the one who picked the Jags to beat the Colts against you all did. odds. I'm very good. I'm not good the whole year on picks, but week 18, I'm unbelievable. All right. I hope you're right. I think, ten- to me, the, the important thing here is that the Titans are motivated, I think, and that the Jags are broken. Can you argue against that? That team does not deserve to go Why would anywhere. they not be they, motivated? Oh, of course they- they're going to be motivated, but they're broken. I'm sure they were motivated during their four-game losing streak they just had that was only snapped uh, by Carolina.
2: Remember the quote? We played the clip from Lawrence where he said, we're pissing away the season.
3: It yeah. was beautiful. In their last two games with Trevor Lawrence, they lost to Baltimore and Tampa Bay by a combined score of 53-19, to and they lost the two before that as well. The only break there is Carolina. I, I don't think they suddenly— regain their magic i think they're going into a beehive ron i think the final score of this game is going to be 27 to 7 wow how do you like that dom That's has if i ever dom. Could
2: <laughs> like,
3: he's growing on me ron he might get my vote here you might get, he might
2: he might get you might get his name right
3: eventually <laughs> he might uh why i go from dom to why chris do i keep thinking I why know, do you keep like thinking
4: chris. dom because
2: you're just I, you like guys dumb. do look alike. You, you, do, right. is, you really do, and you some, sound alike.
3: There's, okay. so, there's some. It's an Austin. easy mix. Yes. You know what? You know the best way to do this. I remember now that you worked, you worked with us about you a You need month to put ago. a thing around yes. your neck, like City Austin, Limits, right? You know, Give name tag. Yeah, City Limits is your new name. That's it. Yeah. Remember that one? I do. Yes. Because now do. I'm remembering the last time. What you do you were mean, here. City Limits? I don't. Get Austin it. City Limits is a TV show. Oh, okay. I didn't. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Twenty-seven-seven. So the way I see it, the Steelers will be in the playoffs by 4 p.m. or thereabouts on Sunday. They're going to beat the Ravens. Provided they win. Yeah, and that's no guarantee. Right. What about
2: Miami Buffalo? What do you see there with your magical crystal ball?
3: I see, unfortunately, Miami, as you do, right? This is what yeah, we said yesterday. I, I, Are we changing our minds? I, Maybe. I, I give you that latitude. I, no, I
2: mean, I'm, I, I just, I don't feel as good about it because Chubb got hurt. Um, they're so good at home, but you talk about a team that's broken a little bit. Maybe they are.
3: And they did lose to Tennessee not long ago at home. Uh, they're, they're hurting, but maybe it's my paranoia speaking.
2: Buffalo but, but has just
3: been, what are they won Six out of seven or something. Anybody's watched. The not Bills. look
2: good, but found a way.
3: Found a way. It's
2: not style points as coach T always says.
3: Well, yeah, they've put themselves in position. That's the good news and the bad news. Now they have a huge game at Miami that they need to win, and I'm not convinced they're going to win it. Josh Allen has not been playing well. That's just a fact. And it's Buffalo, and it's a must-win game. Those two sentences, those two ideas don't go <laughs> together well, Ron. They don't go together well. They've been scraping by. I get it. They, they have. It's also a team I, I saw lose at home to Denver lose to New England, almost lose again to New England. But I don't think it's going to matter for the Steelers. I think the Steelers are in the playoffs by They're not going to have to
2: wait for that night game, Sunday. In evening. my
3: opinion, no. All right, we'll see. And I think that the Steelers, despite their history against the Ravens, and it's not just the RG3 game where they had a stinker with their season on the line and the Ravens playing their JV. You can go all the way back to the Ryan Mallett game. Of years ago. That was a bad Ravens team. They were something like 4-10 and ten going into that game. And he hadn't really played. He was an emergency starter. You did
2: late. He just passed not long ago, right?
3: Yeah, he did. And a
2: swimming accident or drowning or something? I don't remember. I'm not sure, actually. actually. I didn't mean to interrupt you. He He beat them, though. There's no doubt.
3: Yeah, he beat them, forcing the Steelers to need help from Rex Ryan in the last week of the season. That was a year that Tomlin should have missed the playoffs just by losing to that Ravens team and Ryan Mallett, and they sneak in. So they got lucky because Sexy Rexy won them a game next week by – I can't remember whether he was with the Bills against the Jets or vice versa, but he got him in. It seems to me in these crazy scenarios at the ends of seasons – they get more lucky than unlucky. I'll tell you that much. With the with the grand exception of Cleveland. Ryan of Ryan suck up
2: in uh, the Cleveland game, when Mayfield had the guy wide open and missed him. That one too. When it, the yeah. players were out on the field at the stadium watching that and had their hearts broken. Yeah. And they, and Cleveland would have won that game except Mayfield had a horrible pass.
3: And Antonio Brown would have played in that playoff game, by the way. I'm convinced I'm, too. I, I, I'm convinced of that much. By the way, Ron. I mentioned earlier that TJ has 4 of these things, uh team MVPs and so does Antonio, two two most in Steeler history. Are they the greatest offensive and defensive players in Steelers history? Uh, I can't
2: put TJ over Joe Green. Um, I don't know that I can put him over Lam- Ham and and Mel I mean statistically certainly he's right in the conversation, but I can't put him over uh, Joe as far as offensive guys. Uh I c- I got to go with boy I want to say Franco, but Antonio's pretty hard to top. He's the greatest receiver I've ever seen in Pittsburgh.
3: Um, I think maybe if if the idea is to compare players to their peers at their positions, I think he is the greatest offensive player in Steelers history. But it's hard for me, first of all, to to, to choose him over the two quarterbacks because that's a more important position. I hear you. And it's hard for me to choose him over Franco. It just is because
2: everything changed with Franco.
3: Well, and he he was also, you want to talk about a guy compared to his peers. When he retired, the only guy in history who had more yards than him was Jim Brown. Yep. And he still ranks, I believe, second all time in playoff yards. So I'm going to go the two quarterbacks, Franco, before Antonio.
2: That's hard for me to argue that. But we're talking about Antonio being better than two Hall of Famers. Yeah. And a guy that you think should be in the Hall of Fame, Hines. Yes. So, I mean, I, I know you like Hines. Would you agree Antonio was a better player? Yes. Yeah, me too.
3: Absolutely. Although Hines didn't quit in the middle of a week. That well, I, that, no. no a game we're, week that we're I talking recall. Talking about
2: those five years where he was the greatest receiver in history.
3: <laughs> I know. He also didn't say that uh, he also didn't pout his way into being not, not being the emergency receiver on a week run. <laughs> How do we, well, let's talk about that next. I don't know. Who knows what's happened here with Kenny Pickett? Something very unusual. I have to laugh at the nothing to see here crowd. Something very unusual has happened here. You had a healthy starter, not even be the emergency quarterback. So something happened. Of course, we've beaten it to death. Uh, but let's hear from, and I want to, no, hear, you know, what's next is our,
2: our Tennessee guy and the big boys coming up at 1230. I want to hear what he has. To yeah. Say.
3: Because he started this fire run. He did in typical cabali fashion, just sort of tiptoed in, <laughs> dropped the gasoline Kabbali and everything tip, else. He
2: never tiptoes in anywhere and, and he doesn't tiptoe. I can tell you that.
3: And let somebody else light the fire. But he had the, uh, the, the, the uh, kindling. He had the kindling primed with the little newspaper underneath it. City limits. You know how people build a fire. Yes. How do you build a fire, Ron? I'm afraid to build a fire, although I've become addicted now again to the show Survivor. And they 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 I created their that. own they created their own fire to survive. On the they got to create their own
2: fire out of right. flint
3: and just a couple sticks. Yeah, two sticks is how they That's did it. it. City limits. Have you ever built a fire in the wilderness? No, I've tried once and was not successful. Are you a camper? No. Ron, you, have you ever camped? Uh, you ever slept in a tent? A rough, a, a roughing
2: it for me is a courtyard as opposed to a full-service s- Marriott. <laughs> I don't rough it. All right. I don't like outdoor toilets. I don't like I, – I, no, I am not a camper.
3: Yeah, me neither. Uh, coming up, Nick Suss, I believe is his name, from the Tennessean, is going to give us the inside track on who's in and out for the Titans because you all this week are the biggest Titans fans there ever were. Right up
2: on the screen now, Joe, ESPN Analytics, Jacksonville, 70% chance to win. I don't care about
3: ESPN Analytics. All right,
2: there's Vrabel yesterday. He looks angry, doesn't he?
3: I'm sure they gave Jacksonville good chances to win during their recent four-game losing streak, too. They stink. (laughs) They may win. Who, the analytics or Jacksonville? Jacksonville, but they're broken, man. Uh, an injured Trevor Lawrence isn't my idea of a guy that I want to depend on right now. And if it ain't him, it's, uh, what the hell's his name? C.J. N-A-L. C.J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C.J. Bethard. If I'm the Steelers and I beat Baltimore, I feel real good about C.J. Bethard losing any game anywhere, including college. I'd say so. He could go back to college and I'd pick against him. Thank you, City Limits. So we'll talk to Nick next and then the big boy. Fan weather, Sun Chevy, 23 Silverado, 1500s, up to $7,500 in rebates, sunchevy.com. Going to be around 40 today. And cloudy, trying to figure out, oh, the 50-minute mark on the fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. And the fan hotline, of course, brought to you by Sullivan Super Service. Pittsburgh trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years. And I want to tell you, speaking of that, almost 50 years, J.P. Roofing and siding, 42 to be precise, going fast on 43 and at the very top of his game. This guy is like an aging quarterback, like the one in Cleveland, still throwing touchdowns. J.P. Roofing and siding. Yes, his mustache grows grayer, but he gets better. 42 years after starting this company, Platinum Preferred, nationally recognized, has been out to my house a couple times, did exactly what they said they would do, Fixed the problem, and I never worried about it since. Not one time. I think that's what we all want when people come out for home repair, whether it's to fix something broken or to prevent something from happening. And With the weather turning right now, roofing and siding could be very key for you. $500 off any roofing or siding installation. Give them a call at JP Roofing and Siding. 412-829-7711. That's 829-7711.
4: Steelers-Ravens will begin week 18 at 430 on Saturday. If the Jacksonville Jaguars lose to the Tennessee Titans, 1 o'clock on Sunday, the Steelers get in also with a win against Baltimore. Or the Steelers can win and get in with help from the Miami Dolphins, who host the Buffalo Bills. 820 game here at Westwood One's coverage, right here on the fan beginning at 730. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com.
2: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month.
0: New iPhone 15s? It's over
2: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on
1: us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.